Hey everybody, welcome to a strange episode of the Fordcast. We did a Twitter space following the Nintendo World Direct, Indie World Direct. Uh, so, uh, Jared from Nereal, the community manager over there, set up a, uh, a space and we had a bunch of guests on. So the forecast you're about to hear is a live broadcast from Wednesday. And uh, the sound is a little tricky because with Twitter spaces, uh, you can only connect via phone. So sound quality varies from guest to guest. But overall, it's hopefully pretty listenable. Uh, thanks and enjoy the show. Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers, and dreams alike, and welcome to this first ever Devolver Twitter space. Welcome to the end of times. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I am Jared, other Jared, as you might have heard, since I joined second, so I'm demoted to that title. You're still old Jared. (laughs) Slightly older Jared. Slightly older Jared. And we have Jared Tan, community manager from Nereal here. Uh, who's put this whole thing together, and he'll be managing production, uh, bringing our guests on, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks, everybody, for joining in uh, and listening to this. We hope it will not be a complete waste of your time, but then again, what is time for anyway? Uh, Yeah, so we just had the Indie World Direct, uh, a lot of really cool Um, and it's all coming out on the Nintendo Wii U. How exciting is that, Jared? Yeah, very revolutionary, actually. Yeah, that yeah. was a bold choice. It was. It was <laughs> all titles Wii U exclusive. Uh, well done, Nintendo. Always changing the. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. Action games. That Agro Crab game looks really. Uh, you know. That does look cool, if man. You, that looks so if good. If you're gonna Souls like, change it up. Make it. You know, don't try to be all mm-hmm. grim and dark like the real Souls like. Be fucking cute. Heckin' cute. Sorry, we're on a Nintendo broadcast. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got a whole bunch of guests on here that are going to talk about their games, what they're making, what they're developing. So, we're on a schedule. So, I guess we should just... Uh, you know, Jared Tan, if you want to send messages over uh, Slack, um, you know, when we're running out of time and things like that, if that works out. Um, but who do we have first on Ye old? docket yeah we also want to hear from some fans we have a request in the chat from someone who i don't recognize but we'll see what they have to say and if you say stuff that's not cool then i'm gonna cut you off uh, but well yeah we'll, we'll if, if you do want to chat with us then uh feel free to give it give it a shot yeah jared will but for, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 try to warn you when those opportunities are coming up but first we have uh someone who is not a fan is that correct Salad, you're, you're, you're not a fan? Not a fan, but perhaps a contemporary. <laughs> He's been invited. He's muted. Here he comes. Zalavier. Hey, folks. How's it going? It goes really well. Uh, Car Shark has a freaking release date, and it's really soon. What is that release date? It's June 2nd. 
June 2nd. That's why that that's is really soon. Less than a month away. Wow. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like everyone should like wish list it and or pre order it now, depending on their that's platform. That's amazing. That's true. Yeah, you can you can you can pre order it on Switch. You can wish list it on Steam. And uh, I, and am I correct in thinking that there's a demonstration version of the game available at this time? There is a demonstration version. Uh, everyone loves demonstrations. That's what I've learned from video games. And you you can be looking at that demonstration right now and say, wow, that took so much additional work and labor. I should buy the game twice for my friends because uh, I've already cheated God by uh, playing it for free uh, before it's uh, announced time on this earth. I've violated the mortal coil. There That's must be a price paid. Correct. That's true, and you got to pay it forward. Speaking of cheating God... Uh, Zolivier, you've achieved great success as an indie developer, is that correct? <laughs> uh, definition of success is debatable, but I sure do a lot of good stuff with a lot of good people. So uh, what are you excited about right now in your world? Uh, well, I just uh, had an announcement myself yesterday. Uh, Strange Scaffold is publishing a game called my grandpa died, and all he left me was this one dungeon in purgatory filled with nihilistic adventurers. And then Steam said, you can't do that. So uh, it's called Purgatory Dungeoneer now. Uh, and it's nice. a town-building roguelike RPG about uh, adventurers with, uh, in a fantasy setting dealing with trauma by diving into a psych psychic helma to get resources to build up their town. Uh, to lead other people to uh, also find resolution with what drives you to become an adventurer in the first place. Because it actually doesn't make much sense when you could just become an accountant instead. Sure, sure. Accountants were very popular in fantasy settings in real life. Uh, who's publishing that? Uh, that's me. You're, you Ooh. are a publisher. <laughs> I, this, this We're is the, a publisher. Yeah, this is the uh, get off my show. <laughs> this is the third act <laughs> turn. I've I've whipped off my mask and said hello. It's me, and I'm wearing a mask of your face. It's a face off. Wow, nightmare fuel. So is this your first time? So you're publishing someone else's work? Yeah, um, we, we're we're working on eight games uh, internally right now, uh, and also publishing a game. Uh, and I promise that makes sense. So wait, you're you are developing eight games and publishing a ninth? Uh, yes, that is correct. Wow. Wow. Ah, diggity. That's that's a lot of games to be making at the same time. Uh, Which is uh, that's the worst what I've been one? Told. Hmm? Which is the worst one? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, one of them. My marketing guy's probably going to get angry for me about, uh, me for talking about this, but I'm the person who runs the company, so I can do this. Uh, you play, you're, uh, you're playing shuffleboard on a Mario Golf power meter using the Oblivion Persuasion Wheel. Wow. That's the worst one? What a word the salad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the more words you have in your sort of... Uh, concept 
if if you overwhelm them with words, they don't have time to realize that the game is bad. That's what I'm banking my entire career on. That's why I'm a nice. writer. Perfect. Uh, so that probably leads to. So I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Your biggest success these days has been ye old organ trading simulator. Uh, as far as my personal work goes, uh, yeah, I, I've I've had the fortune to work on other games with a lot of words, including Muriel's previous uh, Reigns Beyond, which is really great. You can play that on Apple Arcade, um, Hypnospace Outlaw, and Skatebird, or some other uh, bigger things I've contributed oh, nice. to. But Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator is a sci-fi body horror market tycoon that you didn't know that you needed, and yeah, it just, it just came out on Switch, and we're doing tie-ins with another, uh, among other uh, games, uh, another Devolver game, Inscription. And just in general, uh, my entire outlook is based around trying to find ways to make weird stuff that should not work sustainably over and over and over again <laughs> with a large group of people. How did you get started making video games incorrectly? Uh, I was 12 years old, and I pretended to be an adult to get a job as a games journalist, and it worked. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cheating God. Uh, elaborate? Well, uh, I read this article about a little game called Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, and in it, there was there was a controversy to do uh, about how, well, you know, games journalists sometimes, and I read that games journalists sometimes get games for free. And being a 12-year-old with no thoughts of paying rent or of career advancement or mobility, uh, I said, oh, games journalist, that's a perfect career. So uh, I got on my computer, and much like the old New Yorker cartoon, on the internet, no one knows you're an adult. I don't know what it says about this industry or medium that no one knew I was 12 freaking years old, but uh, that's where I got my start. You were, were you published at 12 doing games journalism? Yeah, I, I, had, I had my little site. I was talking to people like Activision and stuff. They were sending me games. I got a computer from Lenovo. Well, that's incredible. If you're out there and you're 12 years old right now, go ahead and lie to video game journalism companies and uh, see if you can get some free games. No. <laughs> that's no. advice direct from Salavier. I guess it's not Who says that you not only will succeed as a games journalist, you will also become a video game developer and publisher so that you can profit from the work of others. All I'm saying is it's a very card shark move, and I'm looking forward to the expansion of card shark where uh, you sneak your way into the games industry and end up publishing card shark inside of the game card shark. You play as Devolver Digital and Fork Parker, uh, its illustrious, uh, its illustrious founder. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fork Parker comes along, so there's like this sweet little Frenchman who represents Nereal, uh, and then Fork Parker comes in and is like, "Hey, let me show you how to cheat the rubes." Um, let me publish your game. First, you got to make a demonstration. Right. Got to make a demonstration version. Available now on Nintendo Switch and Steam.
I'm, I'm interested. So as far as uh, the perspective of Card Shark and thinking about how you bring that to life uh, in a way that's um, compelling and that draws people in to say, hey, I want more of this now that the initial conceit has been proven. I'm, I'm really interested. How did you like design that demo experience? What, what was going through your heads? Ah, hello. I'm back. I, I am listening. But uh, uh, I don't know. Are, are, would you like to say something? Uh, we have the, the, yeah, I guess the, the lead designer, the, the leader of the project, uh, or producer on the project, Alno Debak, who also worked on Pikuniku. So let me see if I can invite Alno to speak about Card Shark. Well, now you're messing up the order. He's not on forever. He's not on for 45 minutes. We're doomed. It's all. He can come, on, he can come back later, but if the <laughs> labor has a question, then uh, I've see. summoned Arno, and I will not be satisfied until he's spoken. <laughs> Um, Hello, okay. Can you hear me? Yes. yes we can. Yeah. Uh, so about CardShark uh, demo, it's, it's basically like the, the demo who is on Steam and is going to be available on, on Switch, I think, today or, or tomorrow, um, is a beginning of the game. And we cannot really, uh, we, we couldn't do it in a different way because uh, on, in CardShark, all the things you learn are necessary to progress in the story. So that's what we got in the demo. It's the first uh, two hours or three hours, it depends how fast you play, of the game uh, who, who are inside the demo. You can ask me, Wonderful. You can ask me more questions. Yeah. So, wait, so the first two hours? Yeah, it's a long demo, uh, but you should try it. I think it's a great uh, way to explain on the game. Um, what we really want to show is the adventure aspect of the game, uh, and the, the story is very important in, in Kartshark. So we, we, we decided to cut it when we had a good cliffhanger, and I think it, before it would never really work, so two hours was a good dance for the demo. So that's the secret. You just take the first two hours of your game, chop it off, <laughs> make a demo. Exactly. <laughs> But I thought that that's what the Steam uh, refund window was for, Badum Tish. <laughs> yeah, but that's why we, we try to make a good game. So uh, hopefully people will notice for a refund. Let's see. So a lot of years, games all have a two-hour and two-minute tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's the two-two-two method. You know it. Uh, it, it's, it. It is really fascinating thinking about, like, I mean, personally, I've never really thought about the two-hour uh, refund window, for better or for worse, uh, just because I think there is this extraordinary, especially when you're playing a game called an airport for aliens currently run by dogs or Space World or Entering Simulator, the reason I, tr I try to bring those things to life partially is because it takes this mutual leap of faith between the, the player and the, um, the developer that I like, if that, if that, if someone presses the refund button, that's fine. But I, I'm really focused on, um, how you create that initial looking into a player's eyes, 
style connection across the boundary of a screen to believe that this wild thing uh, both does exist and should exist. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And um, I remember in the in the nineties there was a lot of CD-ROM with uh, a lot of demo on it. And because I was totally broke at the time, it was the only way for me to play games, like to uh, to play like a lot of demo. Most of the games were really bad at the time, but some of them were like really great. And um, I was able to to play the same demo over and over and over again just because it was good. And the only way to for me to have game at the time was to crack them. So I was not playing anything. Um, was not a good thing to do, um, but uh, I, I think if someone will pay for the game, even if he likes it, if he likes the two first hour, we not refund it um, and just continue. And I guess people refund is maybe because they don't have enough money to pay the game, and that's fine. They could refund or because they really don't like the experience. No, why would no refunds refund on Devolver game? games? Just straight up, no refunds on Devolver <laughs> games. No refunds. Yeah. No refunds. <laughs> You buy it, you keep it. Mm -hmm. And you play it, even if you don't like it. You learn your lesson. You finish what's on your plate. I, I really do respect the finish what's on your plate method. When, when, I, when I buy a Steam game that I don't like these days, I kind of look at it as if the developer has personally come into my home and dropped this into my Steam library to, to offend me. Um, and, and again, that gives me an ability to have an emotional experience and connection with the developer, in this case, revenge. <laughs> That's true. So who, who did play the demo here? That's a, a good question. What did you think about it, the one who already played the demo of Kalchar? Because I would be curious to know uh, what people think about it. I like yeah. the demo. <laughs> um, um, yeah, if anyone else. But I think I would like to uh, get there. There's someone, a fan here in chat that uh, that wants to say something. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's let's hear from uh, let's hear from uh, Virgil. Okay. Virgil from Devil May Cry, loving Card Shark. Probably, probably not that Virgil. Probably the Virgil from actual history, the poet Virgil, who's featured in Dante's Inferno. I press the button. I think they have to uh, approve. There they go. Caller, you are. Oh, where did it go? Where'd they go? Okay, they left. It looks like they left. Uh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> but if Most anyone else wants to say anything, friend, they were offended by the. By your statement. Yeah. Uh, if anyone else wants to share their feelings on the card shark demo, go ahead and hit the request button and you'll be live on the air. Can we do fun can we do funny voices and pretend we're Virgil speaking about the card shark demo while we wait for the next caller? Sure, we can do that. I'm Virgil from history, and card shark is the best historical game I've ever played. Wow. <laughs> Virgil. So good to hear from you. Uh, that's so amazing to hear. Talk more about the historical aspect of Card Shark Virgil, the great poet from history. Socrates is a bitch, and I like that Card Shark supports that theory directly. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, hey, Virgil I think we from have, history. 
You should uh, drink some prune juice. You're sounding a little constipated there, my friend. Oh, my God. I keep in all of my emotions constantly. <laughs> oh, oh, Doik's off. You got to mute something. Oh, no. <laughs> I've made... I made a huge mistake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're just vibing here. Uh, what other games really caught your eye today at the presentation? Uh, it's out of your and I'll, I'll know. Yeah, I really want to try the crab one. Uh, yeah, sounds really fun. And uh, Gumbrella looked really, really cool. Um, and I would be curious to, to try that too soon. I just asked the, the folks from AgroCrab if they want to join us, but uh, uh, their community manager page is uh, in, in New Zealand where it's 3 a.m. And uh, I think the rest of their team just went out for breakfast. So, uh, yeah, they said that they're a little busy and uh, it's like impossible to coordinate people who are actually going to be in the presentation because we can't say who's in the presentation before it happens. But... Uh, yeah, it's still, still good vibes, and at least we can have our Devolver folks who we do know are here. And that's why we got Doink Stuff coming on pretty soon, once they get their audio ready. I think their audio was ready. I think they were playing, uh, I think they were playing applause sounds into the microphone. Ah, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not the real aggro crab. Let's find oh. out. But there's people of doing stuff, yeah. So maybe they can talk a little bit about. Yo, can you guys hear me? No, great. Uh, we have someone here claiming to be an agro crab. Dude, we got the check mark. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know anything about check mark. You could have bought that at a yard sale. You're right. We're here to shill for you guys. Actually, congrats, Doink Soft. Umbrella looks sick. Oh snap! But no, it's real. We're calling in from a diner. Yeah, <laughs> the team's at breakfast now. Yo, thanks. We're really just doom scrolling Twitter. What's the opposite of doom scrolling? Do you guys have a word for that? Uh, joy scrolling. Joy scrolling. Hope right. scrolling. Hope scrolling. Uh, yeah, game two looks great, guys. Oh, it looks so good. Oh my god, thank you. It looks so good. It's so good to just finally like release the tension of keeping it secret. You know. Same. I, I was actually like speculating on what game two would be, and I'm like, it's definitely a Souls like, and it probably has a crab, and I and it really paid off for me to feel that way. Yeah, your feelings came true. As we they do. What, who, hey, who we got Brady. Who am I talking to? So that is that's Doinksoft right there. That is that is Cullen. Cullen what's and. Up, and Joseph from Doinksoft and Britt has also hey, entered the chat. Remember when we smoked that J on the rooftop? Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> don't you remember when we? Don't you remember when we first met? Yeah. At the bathroom, I stopped oh, wait, you outside the of the bathroom. I actually didn't remember. I don't remember that. You gave me a key to Treadnoughts. No, we went. We went outside the. We, we were on the, the rooftop. I don't remember that. That's really funny. What are you gonna have for breakfast? Um, I think I'm gonna get the three the three eggs. There's, there's, there's a, no no three egg omelet. That's very different than three eggs by themselves. You're gonna get each egg cooked differently, like one poached, one scrambled, one sunny side up. I mean, I can ask. I feel like that's a lot. 
There's just as Agar Crab check mark. Uh, no, Zalavia, aren't you only allowed to eat dishes with crab in them for brand safety? I actually might have an allergy. <laughs> I think they're only allowed to eat what crabs eat. Right. <laughs> and crabs eat everything. Mostly decaying flesh. Yeah. Nick like went to the hospital one time after eating clams. Clams. But that's that's different. They're both shellfish, but they're different. We did our research for this game. Listen, man, I'm like a marine biologist now. Was that Kalen in the background? I heard Kalen. Kalen's there. Yeah, I'm right here. What's that? Sorry, hey, I don't want to like impose. We're just hanging out. You guys. <laughs> no, this makes us look pretty cool. But they couldn't resist tuning in. Yeah. So we probably won't stick around too long. Yeah, get out of here. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for dropping in, y'all. Enjoy your breakfast. Yeah, love you guys. Love Devolver. Love Zalavir. Love the devs. The show today. Um, happy. Uh, fans, whoever's listening, you know, hope you liked our, what we showed. Uh, and we'll have more shows soon. So see ya. <laughs> Peace. <Take care>. <laughs> <laughs>I've always dreamed of having the power of a soundboard, but never had the courage to make that a reality. How did you uh, find the courage to bring that to life for yourself? Um, I'm trying to find the right button. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, uh, my brother gave me this for a birthday one time, and we always just use it whenever we're on a podcast or something because it's really dumb. I like the one that goes boing. Do you have a favorite sound? Uh, yeah, that one. The chick chick boom. I like the gun one. The gun one again. Oh, we should get. We should get. Uh, we should get Morocco up here. Yeah, let's get Morocco in. Yeah, Morocco, you want to join too? Morocco works on all our games. What does yeah. Morocco do on all your games? Uh, animation. Animation and helps with art as well. He did the uh, oh, the cutscene nice. the cutscene art in uh, Demon Throttle. Nice. All right. Uh, hit the request button. Get in there, Morocco. 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 What if he's on a PC? Maybe he can't join. Oh, you got to be on a phone. You got to be, be on, on a phone, phone Morocco. Morocco, bro. That's so weird. That's pretty weird. Isn't it though? They need to fix that. We've never <laughs> been in a Twitter space before. Neither have I. Is it obvious? I don't know. I think we're adapting pretty well. Hey, and congrats to Zalavir. All that stuff looks really good. Yeah, Purgatory Dungeon. Uh, Dungeoneer? Purgatory Dungeon? Yeah. Uh, my, my grandfather gave me a Purgatory uh, Dungeon. Uh, yeah, that that game. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> looks really great. Uh, I... I I have forgotten the game mid publisher uh, mid like platform meeting so like it, it it's it means a lot to um hear that that I'm not alone. We forget about a lot of games mid publisher meeting. It's fine. Do you know Doinksoft is coming out with two games right now? It really is distressing because I'm I'm also looking up uh I'm seeing Demon Throttle and. Demon Throttle is sick as hell. Hey, thank you. Thanks. I'll, I'll be honest. I woke up an 
literally a minute and 45 seconds before uh, this came together. So like, I'm also seeing Gunbrella for the first time. I'm doing some frantic background research. Uh, doing stuff is making really incredible stuff in different genres uh, simultaneously. How do you kind of uh, divide up your resources to make sure you do both of those games justice, aside from Fork Parker standing behind you with a gun? Well, uh, well, <laughs> what we typically like what we like to do is bite off more than we can chew, and then uh, and then we have our uh, our producer Anna do way too much work. <laughs> yeah, we just how we do it is we're just late on everything always. <laughs> this took longer and is of lower quality than expected. All right, <laughs> classic going soft. Classic. Hey, Morocco's here. Oh, hey. Morocco. Hey guys! Hey, hey Morocco! Give it up for Morocco! <laughs> <laughs> the soundboard. <laughs> and Morocco, how do you put up with it? Sorry. How do you put up with us working on multiple things at the same time? Uh, it's it's all about the money. That's all, you know. Just get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> I do love money that stuff. any joke that you make can be funny now, and you can decide. <laughs> yeah. It's like an episode, an episode of Tool Time or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that Alekhead game looks really cool. Very cool. Oh, yeah, that looked fun. Yeah, it's good to see some of those like real indie games showing up in Nintendo events like that, you know, stuff that kind of feels like an evolved itch game, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like getting some some of that Nintendo light, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Are you saying that you're not an indie game, not a real one? <laughs> no, oh, we are. <laughs> I mean, you're, yeah. releasing, you're releasing a game physically, so it, it can't it, it can't be indie. You're, it's big know. money doing stuff. Yeah, it's pre-indie. Oh yeah, we're uh, big money now. I think. Are we? Yeah, big big doink coming in here and trying to control the market. That's right. <laughs> Monopoly on video games. Yeah, we've got fourteen other unannounced projects currently in development. <laughs> And we're going to start publishing soon. All right. We're going to, we're going to, we're at like the cusp of when we're supposed to do a changeover. So we're going to take a question from the audience. How's that sound? Does that make everyone happy? It makes me so happy. Oh, there was somebody who requested, but they're gone now. All right. Somebody request and we'll, we'll click you and then you'll say something. something. I want to look through who's listening and tell somebody specifically to request. <laughs> somebody specifically. You need to request this speak. Oh, uh, Derek. I hope it's Virgil again. Come on, Derek. Mike. Mike. <laughs> All right. There's Daniel. You have a uh, Pikachu latte art. You need to request and ask us a ask question. Something. Ask, ask a question. Uh, We're looking at you, at Combi. Same. We've got Juice Man. Juice All Man. All right. I like Juice Man. Let's All go. Right, let's see what. Juice Man, what do you got for us? You are, you're on the air. You'll need to unmute yourself. And Juice oh, Man, you've Digit muted man. yourself. Welcome. Hey, how you guys doing? 
Good, good. Yeah, I'm good. This is as unprofessional as I thought it would be, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so what I want to know is what was the inspiration behind Card Shark? So we're going to have Arnaud on in a little bit, and he's going to talk extensively about Card Shark. So we will uh, we'll talk about that at that time, but that is a great question. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Uh, the yeah, actual, thank you. And I was just going to say briefly, the actual story is it tells the true story of uh, Nariel. Um, basically, uh, they had to pledge their next uh, 18 games as a God result damn it. of no. if you're gonna, if you're gonna, No, no, no. If you're going to interrupt, if you're going to interrupt to tell the true story, tell the true story. It is the true story of Comte Saint-Germain, a French nobleman who was a notorious cheating scoundrel, and you play as a fictional mute person who is adopted by him and learn the tricks of the trade as a cheater, and you go around and you meet historical figures, and Voltaire is in there, and it's awesome. You pronounced that, that French name very beautifully. Thank you. I can... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your question, Juice, man. We appreciate you uh, you asking to uh, you asking your question. Thanks so much. Love you, Juice Man. Love you, Juice Man. Bye, Juice Man. Bye, Juice. Juice it. Juice it. Oh, How's everybody yeah. feeling? Everybody's everybody doing? What's going on? I, I thought mean, you were going to hit something on the soundboard <laughs> at that point, make it sound yeah. like there was a cheers from an audience. Is there, is there a crickets one? Yeah, there's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Can you, can you add custom sounds to the soundboard? No, it's like, a, I think it's from like Spencer's Gifts or something. It has so, like a... I'll make us one. I, I, I program for a living, but I'm trying to figure out what four times four is. There's that many buttons. All right. 37. Um, well, so now we're at the time where we're supposed to talk about Doink Soft and what Doink Soft is doing. Um, talk about Gunbrella, which had that pretty sweet premiere on, uh, on the Nintendo thingy doodle just a little while ago. That was pretty hot. Uh, Thank you. To Thank those. you. Yeah. Listen to those Nintendo casters try to talk about this dark. <laughs> I heard I heard the Nintendo casters doing the uh, the the um, B roll like overdubs and the last few, but I think before it were kind of like pretty cute games. And I was like, I wonder what they're gonna be saying, like how they're gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Gumbrella is a dark bloody game um so that just <laughs> happened <laughs> you're on a quest for revenge oh boy <laughs> well so we put all this effort into making like uh we, we took like blood out for the trailer and stuff for, for nintendo and then they lingered in their b-roll on the last shot of just like a woman dead in a pool of blood <laughs> and i was <laughs> well, it's so much more to learn and explore Secrets to uncover. Yeah, and you're like, dead family. <laughs> dead wife. <laughs> like, things might take a turn for the darker. <laughs> uh, it starts off pretty dark, and it pretty much stays there the whole time. It's, it's got some humor in it, but it's a pretty bleak vibe to the game. Uh, dark humor. Yeah. yeah. It is, like, I don't think we can make a game without levity, so there's definitely like a lot of uh, jokes and humor in it as well, but... 
It's definitely it's yeah. a lot darker than Gato. Even Gato Roboto kind of had a little bit of a a darker kind of edge to it, even though it's a game about a cat in a robot suit. But um, but yeah, this yeah this one's this one's uh this one's for adults. This one's a so little what, bleak. What 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 motivated that change in mood? I think uh, uh, the color you, palette, maybe. <laughs> I think wanting. Well, I think you know, starting with the mechanics of like a gumbrella, and then I'm like, oh, it should fucking rain all the fucking time because you have an umbrella, and then you know the rain kind of influenced everything else. And we also just live in rain constantly in the Pacific Northwest all winter, and are just sad. True. <laughs> <laughs> So, can you use the gumbrella as an umbrella to block the rain? Uh, you can point it upwards. Will it block the rain from your character? Um, yes. Well, rain splatters off of it. All right. Yeah, you've got to go put that in. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, that but, kind of. You know, uh... I think trying something else too, you know, and just like mixing it up is nice because. You know, Demon Demon Throttle is a lot sillier and um, very, like, classic video game-y. Um, so doing something that's, like, a little bit... Has a little more world-building than even Gato Roboto and more characters and doing something that's darker. And, um, you know, I think for me also, like, getting back to some of my roots of of indie games that I liked... What games would those be? Say a Devolver game. you got to say a Devolver game. It's the law. <laughs> it is the law, but break the law. Oh, oh Brick got kicked out. Brick, Brick got kicked out. I think he's out. about to say something. Oh, dude. he's connecting. It looks like he's got a bad connection. Um, he has re Sounds like he was about to say something super smart. I bet so. He always sounds That's like he's he got to say kicked. something smart. <laughs> hey, you're too smart. You're, Wait, oh, what were you he's saying? He's muted himself. He's unmuted himself. Okay, sorry. My phone just like shut off in the middle of me talking. <laughs> uh, so you were gonna say games that inspired, you know, that you know, kind of the mood of uh, of Gumbrella, the old indie games that you love. Um, yeah, you know, just like the hyper violence thing and like lots of blood, which you couldn't see in the trailer. Um, and just like even some of like the games that I started working on art wise, you know, like, you know, me and me and Colin's first game, Charge Shot and stuff, which is just, I think even had a lot of inspiration <coughs> to the mood of the game. That's funny. I hadn't even really thought about that until uh, literally until you just said that it does have a similar kind of like blood splatter aesthetic to it. Mm -hmm. well, I remember you guys talking about when we decided to put the blood splatters in you're like yeah just do this thing from charge that yeah you know yeah and i think yeah. i think also just like you know art wise like with demon throttle and got roboto and some of our other stuff over the years i've kind of gotten into doing some a lot cleaner simpler poppier art and like going back to doing something that's like a little bit more painterly and a little bit more like rough and um not not so like Clean, poppy, clean. It was fun to do. Very nice. What's Moroko doing? 
We have our no requesting. I don't know if you want something about. Let's find out. Let's see what I know. Morocco. No, I'm still here. I'm listening. <laughs> You're still here. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I went to the toilet. I missed. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, number one or number two? So I got to go every time. <laughs> number one. Classic Morocco. Wait, Classic what was, wait, which one was number one? Number, number one was, was P. Was number P? one is P. Yeah. Number two okay. is two. So it was number two. Honestly, every time Brady starts talking about uh, starts talking about games that he used to love, I gotta go number two as well. Yeah, I'm going number two right now. Oh yeah! All right, so we should uh, so we should take some comments from the audience. Zalavier, uh, we should probably kept you longer. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's always a delight. I love having uh, Zalavier here. Yeah, it's great. Thanks, Lavier. I wish I just had a soundboard thing to communicate both enthusiasm and like I'm sad to go, but like I'm glad that I got to be here. And also, I do have other work to do. So also, like fuck y'all guys. Like whatever is the the, the right total balance that you can get. That sound, yeah, that's good. <laughs> when in doubt, too. Thank have, you all up here. Have y'all last question that I feel is important to ask, um, and that I can't ask since I'm leaving. I don't have to deal with the consequences of it. Have y'all ever farted in a business meeting? I was recently farting my way through opera rehearsals. Um, no, but as soon as I get out of there, I was crop dusting packs nonstop. If that counts. So, did you say that explains the outbreak? <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound. That's the sound of Cullen's gas. <laughs> I have a fart one on here. And did you say that's, opera rehearsals? I did. That's how he gets the vibrato. Yeah, <laughs> the vibrato <laughs> on my farts. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, I was in a Zoom call. Uh, I was having opera rehearsals, and I had to keep muting myself because I was being followed around by a trumpeter. Um, oh my god! It was it was like I'd sing, and then I'd like pause and fart, and then I'd like unmute and then sing my next part, and then I'd mute. It was uh, it was it was it was music. You do opera rehearsals on Zoom? I did. Well, it was it was when I was COVID infected. Huh. Oh, uh, when I had the COVID, so I had to stay home, ripping ass and singing songs. Yeah, I you on that. <laughs> we all got COVID. I, I didn't know that you that you were a singer as well. That's rad. Oh yeah. How do you not yeah. know that? Jam's singing all the time. Let's hear some Jam. We're gonna go see him at the opera. That's oh true. yeah. Let's hear what you got. We're gonna come to the opera too. You are. It is it. It's July, right? It's in June. June? Oh, I'm so... Okay, well, I can't come. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> I was so Damn. excited. Okay, might be. Might be. I'm out. <laughs> I want to hear Jam bust out a fucking Aria right now. Yeah, do it. Oh! 
All right, that yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yep. Can't do it. I'm on a headset mic. You can't operate into a headset mic. It'll just, it'll just peak the whole way through. The butt way. <laughs> the butt way. Let's hear you opera the butt way. That's that vibrato we was talking about. Yeah, baby. Hey, Jay Tholen's here. The uh, Hypno, Hypnospace uh, oh. sequel looks good. Woo, Jay Tholen. It's called Woo. Dream Settler, and there's also a, a first-person shooter being made called uh, Slayer X. I'm not working on either of those things, but I, I, I am so, so excited. Part of the reason I'm not working on them is because I want to be able to play them. <laughs> so excited. All right, our our, our question for the audience is going to be from Jay Tholen, and then we, I believe, have Finji coming up. Let's hear from Finji. Jay. Let's go. We love Finji. Tunic, Goaty. Jay, you are Tunic on is the space. We got to get Wait, you no, on Jay the Thol- call, Jay. Jay Tholen. We got right. you on. Here he is. Hey. Yeah, Nelson was too busy for us. What a punk. It's okay. You can be the, uh, what was it? What were you going to do? The uh, person who goes to all the fake Denny's restaurants in our universe and chronicles them or whatever. Anyway, folks, I got to go take care of my son, but uh, have a nice, uh, have a nice stream. Just wanted to pop in here and give everyone a little hug. Aw, thanks, Jay. Good to hear from you. I love you. Love you, Go Jay. Love your sweet son, Dropsy. Big, big love for for Jay and for Dropsy and for Dream Settler coming soon. Yes. Coming soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Let's get some structure. Do we have? Do we have? Jared, Teddy, we got our. Do we have our our Finji person here? Oh, there's Harris. Yeah, we got Harrison here. You need to see Harrison's request. All right. And, yeah. We'll let uh, Zalibir go since. Zalibir, get out of here. Yeah. Go on, get, no. go on. We don't want you anymore. Go on, Zalibir. <laughs> Come on. It was such get a delight joining y'all, and I appreciate you letting me shout my enthusiasm, uh, my genuine enthusiasm for y'all's games and for uh, just the other incredible work of the indie devs that are out there. Uh, have a great rest of the stream, and congratulations again on the news, folks. Bye. Thank you. That's sweet. Did you hear he said it was genuine enthusiasm? That's how you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, we gotta get Harrison here. All right, y'all want to say hi to Finji? Y'all want to hang out for Finji? Yeah. Hey, Finji. Oh, oh, hi. Hi. Finji. Hello. I did. I just miss Zelda Nelson Jr. The one and only. You just missed. Oh him. man, what a what a cool guy. I see him listening still, so I'm not gonna like get too specific. But what a cool guy. No, you can get specific. He's he said he has work to do, so he's not just sitting there listening, hoping we'll talk about. It. I mean, but like maybe. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Okay. I'll ban him from it. Oh, okay. Wait, are we are we talking to Harris? Yeah, hi. Is that Harris? We're talking to Harris. Hey, to Harris, you. I just want to say. Tunic was the coolest shit I've ever played in my life. Oh, I Very thank cool. you. I made it all myself. There was not any other people involved. Um, and I'm glad you like. No, I heard that. 
Uh, that was a wonderful labor of love from Andrew Schuldice and the Tunic team, and it's so it's so dang good. It's so it's so special. And like the crazy part is, it, is, it makes my life a nightmare because I can't talk about why. Really, it's a secret. The whole game's a secret. I I uh, I was like having like this realization in it that um, like most of the rewards for doing anything right in the game is just information. Yes. And that's the, like the coolest thing. It's the coolest way to hide secrets in a game is just understanding the game more is its own reward. It's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Hidden in plain sight and all that good stuff. It is a game that hides itself from you. Um, and your, yeah, your progression is just playing more of the video game, which I feel like is weirdly a lost art. Um, you know, Tunic's not really about, like, pumping up numbers and, you know, skill trees and whatever. It's just, like, the skill tree is your brain in a weird way. Um, yeah, it is, it's got so much cool stuff. And, like, to not be able to talk about it for all these years, it, I've, I've got this sweet release now of people finally knowing what is really behind the curtain with Tunic, which is awesome. Yeah, the the amount of times I was playing and I got to a, a like a a page in the in the in the booklet that I'm like I could have done that the whole time, yeah. and it makes me really want to replay it and chat and try all those things. It is a completely different game your second time through. That is true. I remember last year when we were wrapping up on it and playing through it, beating it, and then immediately going back in and realizing like, oh man, I yeah, it's it's just a it's so. Ah, I don't know. It's it's. How do you describe it? Right? Like, it is amazing. Tunic, so cool. And congrats to you guys on your cool games today. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank. You. Uh, sorry, I, I I have to confront this. I was listening for the last few minutes, and it seems like I missed a bunch of like pee pee poo poo fart talk. Is that there was some pee pee poo poo? There it is. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm glad this very big day for everyone um, has some good pee pee poo poo fart talk. Yeah, we're just trying to be as professional and entertaining as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you're killing it here. It's oh, so good. So good. <laughs> I, I really like that we got uh, Twitter Gaming in here at the official Twitter Gaming oh, account, yeah. and uh, yeah, this, this is why they made Spaces. This is it. I Twitter. No, they made Spaces to sell <laughs> NFTs. Apparently, okay, they're well, definitely going to come back to this one. Hey Twitter, hey Twitter Gaming, how are you doing? What up, Twitter Gaming? Get Twitter Gaming up here. The go Twitter, Twitter Gaming request, please. Twitter gaming. Twitter gaming. What's on your mind? Twitter gaming. What is Mario up to? I'm sure you talked to him. This this is Miyamoto. Wait, did you just say that you're Miyamoto? Nice. This is Miyamoto. Miyamoto here. I don't think Twitter gaming is going to request to speak. That's okay. Do you think like this is being yeah, played on a speaker cool. at the Twitter gaming offices? Is there a, a dedicated office for Twitter gaming? That's my first question. Probably a compound or complex, you know, one of those like big, like multi-building affairs with like a fence around it. Yeah, more about keeping yeah, people sure. in. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, they're probably playing us over the, like the tannoy over the whole thing right now. Because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like why Twitter gaming needs to engage in the war against Devolver Digital? 
Who are you not in a war against? Who are your allies? Because oh. we certainly aren't on good terms. <laughs> no, God, no. Oh, my God, no. no. Y'all are terrible. Yeah, you guys um, Gosh, I don't know. There's a, there's a fumigation company we have a pretty good relationship <laughs> with just because they sell us um, chemicals okay. that we use in our games. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, other than that, you know, nobody really. Okay, that's right. all antagonistic, especially with our developers. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there are two wolves inside of me. One wants to stay in the space it's for as long as possible, and like not ever get kicked out. And the other one has to have a meeting with Anna. <laughs> Tell Anna to get in here. Tell Anna to get. Hold the meeting. Live meetings. Live meetings. Live meetings. Live production. Live meetings. Live meetings. You guys want to hear what a production level. update meeting sounds like? Because we can just string this. So, sounds like this. Oh, hey, Anna. Sorry. We didn't do anything. We were doing an interview with JM. and uh, <laughs> It's not our fault. Our meetings are actually kind of just like this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. All right. Go on. Get out of here, you rascal. <laughs> she right. shakes her head every time we talk. Yeah, she does. Has to go number two. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for having us on. All right. Thanks Bye, everybody. For in, y'all. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we are going to keep our thing in the space, so can you just kick us off? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Bye. They got Umbrella. They got Umbrella. <laughs> Bye, Blaine. So when Bye, I Morocco. first saw... Oh, there we go. When I first saw Gunbrella in the video this morning, uh, my initial reaction was, oh, shit someone else enjoys Henry Hatsworth as much as I do. Um, do we have any Henry Hatsworth fans in the crowd right now? God, I I, hope so I, could, I couldn't hear him. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Henry Hatsworth, a lovely uh, puzzle game for the DS starring a gentleman and his umbrella. Um, oh. It is, if you are, if you are looking for umbrella based, uh, platform gameplay. Uh, I highly recommend Henry Hatsworth and the Puzzling Adventure. A, a criminally, criminally underrated DS game. All right, Henry Hatsworth. Actually, actually, you know, it's the underratedness of that that was allowed Doinksoft to completely rip it off for Gumbrella. <laughs> so, way to blow the cover. Sorry about that. I exposing Devolver of their lies is my goal for uh, <laughs> this appearance. Um, so I'm, I feel like I'm like three for three so far. Well done. Good job. Yeah, I, forgot, yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot to say, it's explicitly say no Henry Hatsworth in this in this space right here. Oh, everyone's so anti-Henry Hatsworth. Yeah. Well, it's because it's, it's historical fiction. So it's based on the real Henry Hatsworth who was, yep. um, you know, who he was, was a poacher. He was, he was a poacher. <laughs> yeah. Henry Hatsworth is canceled. Yeah. Well, he, he killed the last dodo, like notoriously. Like, it's he true. That's the kind of a weird vibe he gives. Huh? He, he used those puzzle blocks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Not... He, it, he's he he sours the name crates. of video game gentlemen everywhere. It's, everybody's a Crash Bandicoot now. Or a Mass Effect, and he's just a guy trying to be a guy, but you know, can't have that. Now, he's just trying to make a living selling the pelts of endangered species. Is that so wrong? We at Devolver Digital don't think so. 
when I was younger, uh, speaking of, uh, of, of video game gentlemen, when I was younger, uh, I loved the Professor Layton series so much that I, one of my like non-negotiable rules for uh, dating a girl is that she had to know about Professor Layton and without like me telling her about it. What? That is. That, how, that is the criteria. Was the pool, man? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you gotta set the bar high, very, very high. <laughs> huh? No, I mean, on one hand, that is a crazy, ridiculous stipulation, right? I mean, we'll just establish that. But on the other hand, I get where you're coming from. I knew I was in love with my girlfriend when, on our like third date. I ask just a general, what is your biggest disappointment in life question? And her answer was the fact that Catherine came out on Vita in Japan and not in America. Wow. She, she, just, she just pulled that card. And I was like, yeah, this is it. Dang. <laughs> Doesn't get better yeah. than this. Get you, get you somebody who appreciates the Vita. Oh, yeah. Get that so that's there. like eight people. So we've got you here, Harris. We should uh, we should maybe talk uh, about professional things. So we, we talked a lot sure. about uh, tunic and all that stuff. But what's uh, you know what's going on in your world? What's big right now? Oh, that's that's a great question. Um, so we right now are working on this awesome game called "I Was a Teenage Exocolonist," which is this super <laughs> sweet. Uh, who's laughing? Who's laughing? Uh, me. Sure. It's a terrific. It's a terrific <laughs> title. I love it. Um, it, yeah, it's a, uh, narrative RPG deck builder. It's got, it's, there's so many elements to this game that like, I could keep listening to genre for hours. Um, but it's this awesome game about the first like post earth space colony. Uh, and you are a teen like growing up in it, um, and kind of learning what it's like to live off planet and have friends and relationships and, and build your skill meters and through all this you are creating a deck of cards that are like built out of life experiences that you then use to solve puzzles so for instance um you head to the uh the future sport in our universe is called sports ball you head to the sports ball court you're challenged with you know hitting three goals and to do that you build a deck and stack it up with cards that are life experiences that are relevant to playing sports ball in this case. Um, you know, match the cards in the correct order. You win the challenge. The narrative goes on. If you lose, you get a branching path. And the whole conceit of this game is that the story is so complexly branching that like, I couldn't possibly begin to tell you how many paths and endings there are. Like I've heard figures in the like high double digits low triple digits on variations it's nuts um and so you're yeah building these relationships and trying to prevent colony collapse the whole time um and if you do fail there is a strange time loop that we haven't really we've only barely hinted at um but a failure in the game does not mean game over and you loop back to your 12th birthday again and you start over retaining all of the knowledge and experience you've had to the point where your character recognizes terrible moments that are about to happen and prevents them uh, with that skill deck you're building. So it is a big, wild game that we are just now figuring out 
how to properly talk about its awesomeness. And um, I can't wait to hear what people think about it. It sounds ambitious. It is crazy. It is uh, made by Sarah Northway and her team. Uh, Sarah doing the Rebuild series and Fantastic Contraption and a bunch of really cool stuff. This is definitely uh, Sarah's most ambitious title. And we are stoked that we can have hand in it. That's amazing. That's so cool. So it it sounds awesome. like it's kind of um, maybe not serious in tone, but earnest in tone. I yes, I would say both. Um, it okay. is one of the most earnest games I've ever played. It's all about developing these relationships and what it is like to be in this space. And it really like it's personifying these youth. There's like you know half a dozen kids you can choose to befriend, and every one of them reminds me of someone I've met in my life. Um, and yeah, this, this game, it's, it's tricky because Finji is known for these cute projects that like hide something sinister underneath. Um, mm. and this is no exception, although this might be the more, um, the most like kind of blatant, obvious one of them all. Uh, we've got, there's some real challenging concepts and it's, you know, this game is going to have one of the most detailed content warnings we've ever had to write. And, um, it's going to it's that is a challenge that we are coming to is how how do we tell people about all the kind of intense stuff that happens in this game and i'm excited to see um what we come up with there that sounds amazing this sounds like a terrific thing to be bringing into existence yeah oh i'm i am so happy that we get to be doing this one um we're showing it we just wrapped up ludo naricon uh this last weekend uh, and there was a chance for people to play the demo at home there and, and get hands on with it. Um, the next time we are showing the game, we're going to be at uh, this anime convention in Atlanta called MomoCon. And that'll be in about two weeks from now. Um, we're excited because we've never done an anime convention before. So seeing what this is like is really kind of nerve wracking for us. <laughs> That's great. I mean, that's going to be fantastic. So, I mean, the game's already in a place where it can be shown, or at least in two weeks it will be. Yes, yeah. Exocolonist is, you know, we, we're pretty uh, forward about the development of this one, and it's, you know, it's wrapping up in a really cool way. We haven't announced any dates or platforms or anything yet, but uh, Sarah is always posting updates in our Discord, and it's it's becoming clear that, like, Exocolonist is, like, getting the bow tied on it right now. Um, so... Yeah, we we showed we we did have demos of it at PAX as well, um, and people were really into it in a way that like really humbled us. Um, but yeah, it's it is it is insanely polished. This game it is like so well done and well written. It the script on it is freaking massive, um, and yeah, it is it's incredible what Sarah's team was able to do uh, since we picked the game up. Uh, it has come together real quick. That's amazing. Polished and well-written. What a departure for Finji Games. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You're terrible. <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for being here. Uh, this is great. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's got nice getting to do shows again and get to see people play the games, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's so refreshing and, like, scary at the same time because, you know, we did, we did packs and you know, is a real nerve wracking thing to be in physical spaces with masks on and whatever. And I was afraid that it would have this weird, like 
dead feeling in in the convention center that like everyone would be like sad or tired or whatever. But you know, PAX East felt like the same old PAX with masks on, and in a weird way, it felt like you know, it, obviously there is an inherent danger in a post COVID world, but like in some ways, it felt a little more safer because people were more clean and courteous and cautious. Um, and also we, we noticed something, which is at the end of the day, this is just a, a quick aside at the end of the day, our like booths were cleaner and we feel like it's cause people weren't munching on snacks the whole time because oh, yeah, masks yeah. were on. So like we used to vacuum our booth every night and get a little, you know, stick vacuum every time on Amazon. And this time we got it and didn't ever have to use it because there were never any cookie crumbs in our booth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've got to go to uh, Nereal for talking about Card Shark. Thanks so much for being on your hair. So what's uh, your Discord is discord.gg slash Finji? That's correct. Yep. F-I-N-J-I for anyone who's just listening auditorially. Um, yes. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us and congratulations on everything that's happening for y'all. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm going to stick around and listen a little bit, but uh, thanks for having me on, and congrats on all the huge announcements today, and uh, everyone go buy Tunic on PC, Mac, Xbox. Bye. Go buy Tunic. Go buy Tunic. Bye. Bye. How do I leave? How do I... I'll kick you out. Oh, he figured it out. Huzzah. Yeah, yeah we can get, uh, uh, I'll know if you want to say hello. Um, and yeah, we can also take some questions too because we have some request questions from or it looks like we got some requests from uh z-bomb z-bomb gaming so yeah let, let's go to that first hopefully you wanted to ask a question of near hill and not Benji. <laughs> I, I can i i can reply to the the previous question about the inspiration uh oh yeah of uh, uh of uh Card of Card Shark. And the main inspiration, uh, I think, was Barry Lyndon, the movie. Uh, it was like the main inspiration for, for the game. Uh, when we start talking about it with uh, Nikolai, the artist of the game, um, it was to have the same feeling that in Barry Lyndon, where they, they, they play uh, against like the rich people and trying to st- steal all this money. Uh, and I think that's always a good goal in life to try to steal money for the rich. So, th- th- yeah, that's what the main inspiration. Um, to be to have a, a little bit this progression of the character who start from a very poor background and try to uh, to uh, to to um, climb the the stairs. Uh, I don't know how you say that in English. Uh, uh, to progress in society um, and to to go upper class and to try to to uh, to to learn also how to read, how to be educated, uh, to blend in the high society of um, of Versailles. So what you the player can see in the demo at the moment is really the, the beginning, beginning, beginning of, of the game. But you will progress, and the more you progress in the game, the more um, technique you need to um, to learn. And uh, um, all the, the previous experience you had uh, will be helpful to uh, to cheat uh, the upper class. Uh, so yes, the, the main inspiration they were buying down, but also obviously all the magician and uh, cheaters and con artists uh, in his story. Uh, I think like me and, and Nikolai were fascinated by this kind of uh, people. Uh, also by uh, mentalist, mentalism, uh, how you can trick someone, um, how you can be very so easily tricked. So, yeah. 
I hope he, uh, he uh, I answered to the question. What was the but name I can that, uh, very slowly? Excuse me. What was the name of the film? Like very slowly. What is the name of that? Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. Yeah, it's a Kubrick movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. all right. One, one like four or five Oscars. Yeah, it's a very long film though. That was uh, what I did. Working with Nariel, I, I made I bought Barry Lyndon to watch on YouTube and, and sat there and watched it, and then almost fell asleep near the end. But. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hopefully, people will not fall asleep playing the game. Uh, but yes, it's, it's a very slow-paced game, but I think it's a, a masterpiece, uh, too. Yeah, the film is quite well-paced. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you, yeah. for Juice Man. And, uh, do we still have a request? Oh, we don't have the request from uh, Tom Flowers or something yeah, like that. It looks that. like Z-Bomb Gaming is having connection issues. They were, oh, they were connected. But uh, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get a question from the audience. I'll I'll get a question out of the audience. Don't you worry. Okay. We'll get one. Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. Oh well. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, yeah. Another. Part of, uh, I was gonna say another big part of the inspiration was that Nikolai. Uh, he was learning magic tricks himself. And he's like, oh, why don't we like add this to a game? <laughs> All right, we've got the World 1-1 podcast. World 1-1 podcast. Ooh. We have a question for Arnaud from Nereo about Card Shark, perhaps. You are connected. But you are muted. You gotta yeah, you got to unmute Cult of the Lamb, you wait your turn. Okay. Come on, World One One podcast. Sorry, I missed you calling my name while it was flipping over. Um, Howdy. How it goes? Uh, question for uh, Card Shark. There, I'm just curious because I've been anxiously waiting for this to come out for some time now, and excited to go home and get my hands on the demo and start sinking into it. But um, I'm just curious for something this kind of different in gaming. What was the hardest part in bringing this vision to reality for you guys in terms of design and development? I, I, I think the, the biggest uh, difficulty was to um, uh, to find a way that something we saw physical, like uh, touching cards, to make it feel right when you play with a screen or with a, uh, with a controller. Or with a mouse, how, how do you you solve this issue? Like, how do you make uh, this analog feeling? Uh, uh, how you can uh, make that the, the the player don't think that he's playing with a with a controller, but really feel and think that he's playing with cards. I think this was the most uh, uh, difficult part. But also, we got a lot of te different techniques in the game. I think it's more than fifty different techniques. Um, so for every technique, I have to think about the input for the mouse or for the controller. And we also support touch. Like uh, people who will play on Switch, they can play with a touch. Uh, and, and I think that's uh, one of the very good things to, to, uh, to, play, to play on Switch. The difference with, um, with a PC is you can re uh, play everything using your finger. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was the, the main uh, design issue to do that. The second one, 
uh, was to to make feel the tension. Like when you are cheating against someone, you are no, you are never playing cards at card sharp. You are using cards as a tool to uh, to beat the opponent and to steal his money. It was very different. You you don't really care about the card you are playing. You just need to uh, to uh, to succeed to 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 pick the cards or to steal some cards, but you never really play at cards. So how do you solve that? How do you do the onboarding uh, to so many different techniques? This was very complex, and that's one of the reasons the game took uh, so long to make because we needed to to do a lot of playtest and make sure everything feels right. So I hope I answering to to your question. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank for your you. question, World War One. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What was uh, another thing in the presentation that, that you were uh, excited about? Uh, it's, sorry, I, I'm not sure to understand your question. What uh, you uh, Nintendo, the Nintendo Indie World. Did you see anything ah, okay. that, that excited you? Yes. So me, definitely the, the crab, uh, like because yeah, I like crabs. <laughs> I guess <laughs> the uh, gondorella. What's the name? The doing soft game look really really Gunbrella. cool. Gunbrella. Yes, Gunbrella look very really exciting. Uh, and after there was. Uh, Ah, the Australian game with a girl. Uh, I don't remember the name. Uh, oh my god! Uh, let me find it. There's OFK who look very good too. Ah, yeah. So, where you are part of a band or something like that? Like uh, oh, I, I'm yeah. very curious about this game because I don't understand at all the gameplay, and yeah. I wonder. How the, what are you going to do in this game? Are you going to sing? Are you going to use the instrument? Like, does it pure narrative? Like, I, I'm curious about the gameplay because they never show really anything about it. So I'm very curious about this game. Yeah, yeah, that looked really, that looked intriguing. Yeah, and before we go on to our next guests, which will be really cool, uh, let's get a question from Look and Lock. Mm -hmm. Let me approve that. Yeah, I'm excited for we uh, we are OFK. Uh, I think they've they're I, I love games that have like realistic characters, characters that um, are yeah, does it feel like real people? And uh, that's that's definitely one of them. Look and lock. You have a question. You're connected. Hey there, this is uh, Loki of Luke and Loke. Um, my question was for um, the team at Card Shark. So with the art style of Card Shark. Was um was that like something that you knew going straight on in that you wanted sort of that painting sort of style from the eighteenth century, or is that something that sort of developed as the the game document developed? The the, the art was actually uh, defined very very early in the game, and uh, Nikolai, the artist, he did a screen uh, a screen board for pretty much all the game and all the technique at the beginning. So we knew, um, and he come from animation, uh, Nicolas, his background is animation and um, uh, movies. Uh, so he, he worked uh, on the game as a director. So and I think the first thing he tried to do is to define this art style. And, and they spent probably like six, he spent probably six months on it, like trying to, to know what was right. And, and of course, like how we progress in the game, he, uh, 
he refined things, but uh, he, he was very, very clear in his head from the beginning, surprisingly. Okay, thank you. I'm really looking forward to the game, and thanks for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for your question. All right. Yes, we got to move on. Is that right? Yeah, let's uh, go to our next guest. Thanks for being here, Arno. Thanks for taking the yeah, time to chat problem. about. Yeah, au revoir. Thank you. Au revoir. Au revoir. Okay, cool. <laughs> Accepted, Victoria. And next, and oh, we got Christy too. We could also get a Forrest if he wants to speak. But we got some people from Among Us in here now. Oh, well, nice. We have some folks requesting or claiming to be from Among Us. They're claiming, yes. Uh, yeah, you got to unmute yourself after you yeah. that. Yeah, it's kind of bottom left corner of your screen. How many times have you guys had to say that today? <laughs> This is the first time we've figured out. I think we're slowly figuring out that we've got to say that. I'm so embarrassed right now. Sorry. <laughs> we all also did it. When I fired this thing up an hour ago, I was talking for a while before I figured it out. So, Howdy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thanks to be here. Hi, Boris. I see you in the chat. <laughs> speaker i've never done it i'm gonna confess i've never done one of these things this is our first time um mm -hmm. i think as far as i can tell looking it up you know and researching it they're primarily used to grift people uh in nfts oh oh is that what this is now <laughs> this is absolutely what it what it is thanks so much for joining oh, us no. here on the revolver <laughs> nft showcase oh, no. uh announcing the among us no. uh Look board sus look, <laughs> the the ways in which like so much of our art has been ripped off and just like blatantly put on nft sites and people who have tagged among us to like say that it's uh -oh. on there i'm like wow a bold move it's i mean it's all it's all i mean that's why the con is in con right it's a confidence game like that's what it's short for right yeah and these people got a lot of confidence just being like yeah yep yes sir but I did not know that. The, yeah, that's what the con. Yep, it's 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 yeah, confidence scheme. Um, but speaking of, I mean, it's important to be confident if you're pretending to be a space person. Isn't that correct? Yeah, you know, um, the reason like there, because there's no oxygen in space, you just have to be confident that you can breathe, and then it'll work. That's how it, that's how space works. That's what astronauts. <laughs> Please don't for. try this at home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't send yourself to space and try to breathe by yourself honestly if you could launch yourself to space from home go ahead and do that that's from devolver digital oh um, well, not being part of that if we have anyone in this twitter space who has enough money to send themselves to space uh yeah I, then please actually be. actually don't spend it on something more useful yeah so um, just like so everyone knows money can't buy you happiness so if you have any leftover money please send it to me it, it won't make you happy. She's already sad. <laughs> it's not going to make her any happier. It's it's the safest place for that money exactly, to go. Exactly. Uh, so what's going on in, in y'all's world these days? Well, we've got a bunch of things going on. We are very excitingly, and I'll let Christy talk more about this. We have a, we have a big bug 
and quality of life update. <laughs> because Congratulations on the bug. Thank you. I know. We put them in there on purpose. Smooth. Thank you. If you ask the community, that's what they sometimes feel like. But thankfully, we are really excited about it because as many people know who work in game development, it can be very hard to stop for a second and fix the game that you've worked so hard on. So for us to be able to dedicate some time to it, it's been like really nice to see it all coming together and fixing some long-standing bugs. Our little bug bashing bonanza. That's what we're calling it. BBB? Yeah, BBB. It'll catch on. Do y'all... I, I want to ask a question, but tell me if this is tedious, if you're tired of talking about the experience of the overwhelming popularity of Among Us, like that explosion that happened. I think I think the problem with that question, and like uh, the co-founders have said it themselves, it's like you don't actually realize that it's happening until it's over or like until you're kind of past that, right? It's like, oh, okay, we have this many people because you're so busy working on making sure the game is working and that people are happy that you don't actually sit in that and you don't you like the human brain can't comprehend those numbers and then you're like all right yeah. well oh i guess that happened back to work <laughs> <laughs> so it's very really not exciting as an answer fair enough i mean yeah i mean that's that's fair but it, it can be it, i mean we had you know with um with Fall Guys, we had, you know, something we thought was going to be successful, but then was far more successful than any of us were really ready for. And it is. It's overwhelming. It's like, oh, God, what? what? Yeah. It really is. Uh, has the team settled into things more comfortably now? Yeah. I mean, uh, shout out to Christy here, our producer, <laughs> because everyone needs a producer is what I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> Please hire one before you think you need one. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I would agree with Victoria that the team is settling in quite well. I've been with them for about seven months now, and I'm really proud of everybody and how we've pulled it all together from the chaos. Nice. Wonderful. Are there, so right, you know, the next update is, and obviously I'm not asking you to talk about anything that's not, uh, you know, publicly available, but the next update is bugs, but is there, are there more other exciting things, you know, in the works on the horizon, that kind of thing? Yeah. But if you can't say, okay. yeah, yeah. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, does Christy want to say it? I don't know. Go ahead, Christy. No, I always want you to say these things because I'll just be like, you know what? Let me tell you the entire roadmap for the next three years. <laughs> Three years was an arbitrary number, just so everyone knows. <laughs> All right. So confirmed they have a three-year roadmap. <laughs> this is why I let Victoria do it. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so what we do have confirmed is we're working on a hide-and-seek mode. We're working on a new map. Um, we're working on new roles. We're working on new collabs that are coming out. Um, yeah, there is a lot on the docket for Among Us. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. Um, very, very grateful to our community and players for keeping us going. Woo! Bean power. That's a secret. Oh success. my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Fall guys are beans. Among us are beans. Clearly, oh, nice. the winning thread here is you have to make more games about beans. Fair enough. Well, you 
may may not have been tuned into all the fart jokes earlier. Oh, I definitely <laughs> was not. Okay. <laughs> you said bean powered. I was having flashbacks of when we had Doink Soft on here. Oh, okay. <laughs> How exciting. Uh, speaking of exciting, did y'all see anything? Uh, did you get a chance to watch the Indie World Showcase? Did you see anything exciting in there? Okay, so admittedly, it was at like 7 a.m. my time, so I was not awake for it. However, I did I did scroll through the Nintendo of America Twitter, um, and also I knew of some things that were happening. But yeah, oh my god, I am so excited for... Uh, now that I can't... Wow. Well, one, Card Shark coming out. June second, smooth. Twenty twenty two. Everyone, buy card shark. Buy wish list card shark, and then buy it. Um, and play the demo. And play the demo. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, right. Okay. And then, <laughs> um, Agricraft new game that they just announced. Yeah. Super excited for that. The crab puns. We love it. Um. Oh, and also, uh. uh when, uh, Cult of the Lamb? That's coming out, right? Was that part? Yeah, that was part of it this year, right? Yeah, Cult of the Lamb was in there. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. I haven't played it yet. Um, very, very excited for it. Um, um, totally accurate back battle simulator coming out. I knew you were going to steal mine. Oh, I'm so <laughs> <How> sorry. <laughs> you. Okay. You like letting her say your thing. I'm sorry. That's just... fair. That's fair. <laughs> She's a trained professional. I just am really good at Tetris. As a producer and Tetris fan, what are you excited about about Totally Accurate <laughs> Battle Simulator? I am such a sucker for ragdoll effects. I love them in every game. They make me chuckle like a child. I'm just like chortling almost. So to be able to experience that on a wide scale, I'm stoked. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> just, just laughing at all their, their floppiness. Fantastic. You just never know what's going to happen. Like, is somebody going to fly off into space randomly because of the physics? Maybe. And I can't wait. Perfect. Thrilling. Well, shucks. Jared, what do you got? Which Jared? Either Jared. I got another. <laughs> Take it to the other Jared. <laughs> okay. Uh... Yeah, we, we actually have some folks from Cult of the Lamb uh, ready to, to chat with us. Um, yeah, let's get them in here. Okay. I've approved one. Right, Victoria and Christy, be cool. We're all going to try to be chill when Cult of the Lamb shows up. I'm sweating profusely. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I wait, I was ready to stand there in front of the developers. <laughs> I was just oh, so no. nervous in front of like. <laughs> Hello. Um, They're gonna find out we don't know what we're doing. Oh, don't worry. I none of us know what we're doing. I, I don't know what I'm doing either. Oh, who's that from Massive Monster? It's James. How's it going? Hey, James. Doing all right. How about yourself? Not bad. I'm like. I was expect weird that you can only do this on your phone and not on the actual computer. I'm not used to actually talking on a phone. I only use my phone for like little... two-factor authentication and stuff now. So, yeah, it's a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any questions for Victoria and Christy about Among Us? Oh God. Um, 
You didn't come prepared. I didn't know. I mean, look, what, bringing this whole operation down. What I love about that game is um, it's all everything's drawn in flash, and like we co- we come from a flash background as well. Um, and I love that like just a little game that's drawn in flash could become like one of the biggest games in the world. Um, yeah, I love that game. You know, I was walking through there's like an underpass near my house, and someone had just like spray painted the little Among Us bean on the wall, and I was like, oh fucking hell, love it little flash game just becomes so big that it's just spray painted all over the walls by my house <laughs> it's cool <laughs> oh yes uh let's, let's not do vandalism of among us however very cool in here <laughs> yeah it was me all right among us pro vandalism game everyone go out <laughs> do vandalism in the name and you can have a little vandalism as a treat please <laughs> 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 Just a little, a little, yeah. A little vandalism is a treat, absolutely. What is it like to be a meme? Um, (laughs) Honestly, it's hilarious. It's hilarious because it's like, we'll take the memes and we'll meme even harder. Um, So it's really just one-upping each other. But it, it is very cool, I think, to just see everyone drawing the Among Us crewmate everywhere uh just because like it's so simple to draw but also i think it's so easy to recognize like people seeing it in like a mailbox or something uh, because it's what like two rectangle like a rectangle within an oval maybe or a rectangle within a rectangle it's really funny um but yeah i feel like i feel like everyone thinks we're like sick of the memes but it is we're still making those jokes (laughs) What would be your dream, like vandalism, for for the game? Like where where you would see it, where it's not supposed to be, that would bring you the most joy. With great power comes great responsibility, Victoria. <laughs> tattoos, tattooed on your um. Oh, someone definitely has a tattoo. Little... Also, tattoos aren't vandalism. <laughs> Well, you know, self vandalism. Sure, I, I guess. <laughs> um, like maybe behind the president during a speech or something like that. Oh or... my goodness! I feel <laughs> like I'm like so worried that if I agree to one of these things, it's going to happen, and we're going to get it done. <laughs> On the international space station, maybe. Yes. There you go. Oh, on the this moon. is a preemptive like preamble to me and Victoria getting fired in like two days. By the way, <laughs> yes. Who's oh, taking out their answer. garbage right now? Somebody needs to stop taking out the garbage. We're eating chips. This is going to be breaking news from Kotaku with Victoria and then getting fired because of Among Look, Us. Graffiti. All I'm saying is vandalize the moon. <laughs> Vandalize the moon. <laughs> vandalize it everything, but mostly vandalize the moon. You heard it here exactly. from from Victoria and Christy. Oh, Christy got roped in. You're going down with me, Christy. All right. She produced this vandalism. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll be sitting here staring at the wall thinking about that comment for at least 30 minutes after this. <laughs> Well, thanks y'all for being on here with us. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out uh, at all? Uh, wish list call. Oh, no, you can't. Uh, 
Buy Call of the Lamb and Card Shark on Nintendo Switch. Buy okay. Call of the Lamb and Card Shark. Go ahead and buy it uh, Among Us. And of course, vandalize, vandalize, vandalize. Yes. <laughs> vandalize the moon. Thank you. <laughs> vandalize the moon. Get to the moon. Yeah. Uh, before, right. before Victoria goes, uh, I wanted to shout out. So from Cult of the Lamb, uh, we also have Steve, their community manager, and uh, Steve is a big fan of oh. Victoria. Oh, thank you so much. I, so, Victoria, because of you, I read The Power of Moments, and I love The Power of Moments. Oh, my gosh. I'm and so glad also, you like that book. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. Reading. We will, we, we can... Oh, it's so great! I love, I want to do a popsicle. I want to do a popsicle hotline, but on Discord, I'm trying to brain squall all these moments related to the lamb. So, and also for you inner sloth folk, I am a horrible, I'm a horrible imposter. When people are like, "It's Steve," he's sus. I'm like, "Huh? Who? Me?" They're like, "No, I saw you stab somebody, like in the cafeteria." And yeah, no, I love the game. It's great. And I love that we're segueing into another awesome game, too. Yeah, so thank you for being amazing, Victoria. I look forward to our paths eventually crossing. I look forward to also meeting you inner sloth folks and talking among us because... And thank you to Jared and thank you to JM. If I had a soundboard, I would be giving you a racial applause because you, you folks have done a lot of work on this and it's so far been amazing. Even uh, you with haven't the listened to yeah. Thank you. Oh, I listened to the poop jokes. Oh, I wish we had a we had a soundboard. I feel like our, our segment isn't going to have like the production values of the Doink Soft one. Um, it's just sort of nosedives ever since he left and the, took the soundboard with him. It's fair. Um, that applause was hot. <laughs> well, thank you, Victoria and Christy. We appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on this, our first ever Twitter space. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye. Farewell. Can't believe they just came on here to sell NFTs. Unbelievable. Totally inappropriate. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. First, first, I gotta say that uh, like we we were at PAX East a few weeks ago, and Cult of the Lamb was basically the like the thing that everyone wanted to play. It was probably the, the number one game on the show floor. Um, so yeah, wow. and all the hype, and it it's yeah, it's gonna be huge when it comes out soon. That's awesome to hear. I did see some photos. I didn't wasn't able to make it myself, um, but saw some photos of like the queue and people queuing for like. Two hours to play the game seems oh, three or four. Crazy. Three or four hours, like yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, that's amazing, but also um, you know, damn. That's it. it's cool. It's cool, very cool to see. Um and yeah, we're very excited that people are excited um uh, about our little game. We've been working on it for like three years now, so it's been a long time coming and it's kind of cool to see people um be be excited and looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean that's great. So Wait, we, we didn't we didn't do it a we didn't do a release date announcement, did we? No, 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 no. Okay. no release date. News right. on the release will be in June, maybe at Devolver Direct. So stay tuned. No spoilers, Steve. No spoilers. Click like or subscribe below. There's no like or subscribe on this. Don't. <laughs>
Yeah. It will definitely be out within the next decade. I promise. Great. Within the next 10 soon. years, Cult of the Lamb. In, in the grand expanse of the universe, that's soon. Yeah. So yeah. For, for, for new people or people who aren't uh, too familiar with the game yet or who haven't had a chance to play the demo since it's been pretty exclusive, um, yeah, what kind of game is Cult of the Lamb? What, what, what should we know about it? Um, yeah, so it's a, it's kind of a, a mashup between like a dungeon crawler, roguelike, and a colony simulator base builder game. Uh, and you play as a possessed lamb who kind of gets saved from sacrifice uh, and is tasked with starting a cult. Um, so you kind of go out and you fight through this dungeon and defeat monsters and collect resources and kind of rescue little woodland creatures that you then take back to your cult and indoctrinate. Uh, and they kind of will worship you and kind of you draw power from them and you can cook for them and build houses and perform dark rituals and sacrifice them if you want. Um, and you kind of build up this, this cult of followers. Um, and yeah, we kind of have all these different systems in the game. So we kind of want people to be the kind of cult leader they want to be. So we give giving all these kind of different options and rituals and things you can do and, you kind of choose your own doctrine. Um, so you, you give sermons to draw, uh, draw power from your followers and then you set your doctrine, which is kind of making the the rules of your cult and the, uh, the different choices you make will give you like different rituals and different ways to interact with your followers and things you can do. So um, yeah, we kind of want people to experiment and do different things so you can, there's lots of different ways you can interact and, and stuff to do. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of a bit of a mix between two different things. Um, we're trying to sort of fit these two types types of games together um, and make something that feels feels unique and is cute, but also scary and dark and messed up. How much research into real cults did you do? Um, so we joined a few cults ourselves just to kind of get the, um, the you know the real experience. Um, and you know that there's a lot of messed up stuff going on, but we kind of did it for the purpose of the game. Um, but now we, you know, we watched a lot of films like stuff like Midsummer. I think was a big, big inspiration, um, and just sort of reading up on different, you know, things that go on in cults and all that stuff. Um, yeah, just trying to kind of absorb everything surrounding the idea of cults. It seems like there is kind of a weird fascination with cults in like pop culture um in like films and stuff that kind of keeps coming up you had like there's a far cry one in cults and like various things it, it's a it's a theme that kind of keep keeps coming up and people seem to take a real interest in for some reason um yeah i think it's got the appeal like the serial killer thing people are yeah everyone loves that right kind of fascinating yeah real cult following if you will <laughs> someone had to do it <laughs> Zing. So one of the things that, uh, while I was standing in front of the Devolver booth and talking to folks as they walked by, so many people they they would talk about, man, like what what is that game? Like it looks so cute. They love the art style. So yeah, what what can you tell us about the art? Um. Yeah. So trying to kind of we kind of want this that juxtaposition, right? So you kind of have all your your cute, lovely followers, and then you kind of go out into the world, and it's a bit darker. Um, and, and sort of a bit more scary and we kind of wanted to because I think a lot of our previous games were and as, as I mentioned before like we kept, we come from that that flash background like making flash games on new grounds and stuff and that kind of um, 
those kind of games for some reason naturally seem to kind of gravitate towards the kind of cartoony art style um so a lot of our previous games were kind of quite cartoony quite colorful uh, which we, and we love that um but i think some people kind of always thought our games were like kids games and we wanted to move away from that a little bit and maybe uh, appeal to like you know a bit more of a, a, a older audience and like more of that sort of steam steam audience and stuff um so we kind of wanted to add some like darker elements into that so, but also keep keep the kind of cutesy cartoony um look i don't think and... you kind of kept the cutesy i don't think you kind of kept the cutesy it's <laughs> it's as the french say cute as fuck <laughs> yeah I, I, we've had this conversation before i think um you know i keep trying to make stuff scary but it just comes out cute and um you know it's all good it's all good um but yeah i You're think definitely as well, we still gonna to, like, get a lot of kids wanting to play this game too especially if it comes out on switch Damn it. it's coming on switch it's coming on switch we're very excited to be part of the um the the nintendo direct it's always kind of been a bit of a bit of a dream to be on one of them so it was cool to be included um very exciting and um yeah seeing all the other cool games cool games coming as well um what are you I like the about? oh sorry i like the saying? um the gumbrella looks dope um i wonder i wonder if like they came up with like the pun and then like oh shit we gotta gotta make that game now or if the pun came later i, I think i think the pun yeah i don't know i think the rain started it is what they're saying the rain inspired the umbrella uh, and then they probably went gunbrella uh as they were riffing and um but yeah like it's the, exciting um, to see that platforming because that 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 speedy platforming like uh, like they had in gato roboto with a little more um movement mechanic that's really exciting to see them do they love that stuff it looked cool man and yeah cool art style um i also the wild frost was it that looks really cool i've been a, a big fan of the artist uh Gazeta, is it i think um big fan of his work for ages so it was it, that just it's like the card game but it looks real juicy yeah. and polished. um just really cool art um so that looked good and yeah, i'm trying to think what else there was um oh the crab game obviously like <sighs> looks so good. Looks sick, man. Love it. Um, yeah. Hey, what is your role, by the way, at Massive Monster? I'm doing like art, art direction. Um, okay. So I'm doing like a lot of the art, art and animation for the game. Um, we've always like so we have another another artist, Julian, who's kind of doing like creative direction, and I'm doing art direction. We're kind of both both doing the outside of it, um, but he's kind of moved on to uh, programming stuff. And then we have another really cool artist working with us called Carlos, who's doing some amazing work. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been just really cool working with other artists and, uh, you know, making, making it look as pretty as we can. Um, and doing all the animation, like there's so much stuff in the game. It's like just, Lots and lots of animation work. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's paying off though. Like you know, like Jared was saying, like the the art style, the animation, uh, and like old Jared has said before, like the the sort of two D on three D setup, like really is exciting for people. And it looks, I mean, it looks juicy. I don't know, like it looks, it looks, it looks like you could pet the lamb. Like you want to eat it, right? It's a, uh, even like you know. <laughs> You just want everything to look like you can eat it, even if you're drawing like a chest or like a barrel or some boring thing. You just want to look at look juicy yeah. and like. I think that's that we've always kind of gone for that like Nintendo vibe, um, mm -hmm. which I think is why like we're always excited to sort of 
have our games on Switch and be part of the directors because they've always been like big inspiration with the um just that it's almost kind of can't quite put your finger on it but that like just Nintendo vibe I don't know colorful oh yeah absolutely um but yeah like we kind of would just step kept with the 2D art style because we wanted to like make a 3D game but we can't do 3D so we just sort of <laughs> kept in 2D but in a 3D world and it's cut it's kind of um come together pretty well actually and like we got like um uh sort of like tech artist to kind of come and add a load of like lighting on top of everything which just makes everything so good yeah it just makes it you can just draw any old rubbish and it makes it look good you know um looks looks sweet yeah Yeah, actually you know it's funny inscription uh a lot of the 3d assets and inscription were just like you know store-bought assets that he grabbed like real cheap stuff that then uh he just lit beautifully Mm -hmm. and made them look unique and special We've got someone who's been requesting a few times. Pleo TCA looks like they want to ask a question about Cult of the Lamb. So let's, uh, you, you mind taking a question real quick from the audience? Yeah, definitely. Let's hear what Pleo's got to say. Pleo, you're going to need to hit the microphone button in your bottom left corner after you have accepted uh, the opportunity to speak. It's going to ask you the release date. Hello? <laughs> yeah, don't ask for the... Hey, Pleo. Hello, how you doing? Good thing. Oh. That's why I hold on. Uh, I kind of was not got occupied at the moment. Uh, give me a second. Sure. You driving a tractor? It sounded like a tractor. <laughs> Just plowing the field. Well, I guess they'll unmute. Hi, I'm back. Sorry about. I'm back. Sorry about that. Hey. Sorry, I'm pumping gas at the moment. Hey, please. Hello. How are you? Uh, huge fan of the Cult of the Lamb game. Thanks. <laughs> um, I guess. I guess I won. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. You know. You know. Just pumping gas. Yep. Just pumping gas. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. What's your question? Did you have a question? Yeah. Oh yeah, I just want I just want to say um uh, I guess I guess the I guess I just want to ask what inspired uh, the Call of the Lamb game? If Yeah. Um so I think we kind of originally the 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 very beginning of the idea came from like wanting to kind of do something a little bit like Stardew Valley but then also have like a kind of road like attached to it. Uh, and then at the same time, making a roguelike, but having more of like a ongoing me- meta game. Like, so you kind of go out and fight monsters and collect stuff. But like in most roguelikes, which I guess is actually kind of the defining feature of a roguelike, is to lose everything and start from the beginning. But we wanted to kind of get that feeling of like going into a randomly generated dungeon, but then actually having progression. Um, so, you know, kind of make a roguelike with progression means it isn't really a roguelike, but we kind of wanted to get that feeling. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I think we had those two ideas and we had prototypes and then it took quite a long time and iteration before we actually landed on the idea of like starting a cult. But then I think as soon as we got that idea, it all kind of clicked together and like the idea of going out and bringing, bringing the followers back to your cult and then also like resources and things to build buildings and, and food to feed them. Um, 
it all kind of came together but and then i think like from the art perspective like as i said like things like midsummer and sort of horror films um and like you know the ha- happy tree friends and that kind of thing also it was like a big influence on sort of how how the game would look and, and the feel and stuff uh, and trying to sort of squish those things two, two things together um yeah kind of came from there Cleo, oh, okay. I'm muted. oh yeah good you're back yeah sorry about that uh, i'm still here yeah. Uh, thank you for all right, well. Thank you for answering my question. I can't wait for Gunbrella, Cooked Lamb, and Card Shark. And uh, thank you one. for and uh, thank you for having me on here. For... Yeah, thanks Thank so you. much, Cleo. Yep. All right. Well, I'll see you around then. Take care. Don't forget to buy our crappy games. <laughs> that salesmanship. That's what I do, baby. We've got another question from an Alex Smith, thirty fifty one five. Looks like a Lego I have a question Baba Fett. Too, but I'll wait. My oh turn. wait, Just... well, well, hold on. You're here, Jared. <laughs> Alex, hold on. Jared's going to ask a question. Jared, hit it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Mr. Jamp, I don't recall, or I don't remember if you recall when you were on the the forecast, you know, a few weeks ago. But I, I asked you if you were going to put uh, penguins in this game, and I just want to follow up. Like, what's the, what's the progress on that front? Uh, um, there's there's no penguins yet, um, mm-hmm. but I do I do remember your threat. Um, uh-huh. Okay, I just want to see like you know what the progress is and where we can expect that. <laughs> hey, this is not a production meeting. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't got any like bird followers in the game yet, um, but I, like maybe I'm hoping that we will do like a bird pack or something. But basically, is is where 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 we're at with it because um. Yeah, I do want to, and I know, I know, um, we've had a lot of requests for a crow follower as well. Um, mm, we'll get it. No, no, no crows, you. penguins. Just pengu- I just want a penguin. It's the penguin pack and other birds. <laughs> okay, okay. I promise you I would do it. Oh, that's it. You heard it here. Promise. <laughs> All right, Alex, I'm going to approve you. You'll get your question in. Uh, Alex, you're on the air. Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or whenever it is for you. <laughs> hey, howdy. Hi. So, first, first of all, um, didn't you guys are doing good on just this space? I've been having a lot of fun listening, and oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. And second, so James. Yes. So. Okay, let me just get this. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, do you remember? I don't know how long it was until you decided to do the three D and mix the three D two D kind of both. Um, I think it was like some. Like, do you mean like what when we decided that we wanted to do the the mix of two D and three D? Yes. Uh, I think it's like something we wanted to do for a, quite a while. With our previous games, um, Adventure Pals and Never Give Up, were both like 2D platformers. And I think we kind of, for a, quite, we always liked the, uh, Don't Starve and like the depth that it added. And I think also just um, we, we wanted to kind of elevate um, elevate the, the art and, and sort of, I don't know, like, 
add another layer of depth. So I think we wanted to do it for a while, and then we did like a lot of experiment experiments, and it kind of looked like really bad for quite a long time. Um, but I think, particularly, sort of adding the three D lighting over the top, kind of as I mentioned earlier, just really um, made everything sort of fit together, and it meant you could have like, you know torches or candles kind of in the background in the woods that would light the trees in the background and it just added a lot of ambience um i think like quite early on we decided we wanted to do that um but it took quite a lot of work just to sort of make it actually look good and not be like a bit of a mess um but yeah i was definitely definitely happy that we went that direction because i think it kind of makes everything look a bit more a bit more like a step up from our sort of yeah and hey it definitely got my attention <laughs> uh, good i still remember when this came on open night live even hearing jeff keely laugh at the name i'm like okay this might be good and then seeing the trailer and then the stream you guys did believe it was the melbourne stream i think and then fully seeing the game plan fold it was so interesting and to seeing them Seeing how the development has been going and just seeing, seeing it's been really nice and I'm I'm pretty excited for this game. And when there's a lot of other good indie games I always like. <laughs> nice. Oh thank you, Alex. What what else are you looking forward to? Oh boy. <laughs> oh, too many to list. <laughs> too, too many. I know again, Call of Lamb is up there for sure. <laughs> nice. But there are too many, I'll say. <laughs> Fair enough. And I also still got to say, um, having Devolver as republished, honestly, that was pretty good. They've always do love... Seems like just the weird, but also interesting games. Like, one of my favorites I played that was under the... the Devolved publisher was just to enter the gungeon. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that game. Oh yeah, speaking of two D on three D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, big gungeon fan. Yeah. Always gotta love it. Just again, you guys do the good work and <laughs> and just can't wait. And also, James, um. Good luck dealing with if there's more requests for other followers. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, even, I remember I'm um, watching the, actually, in yesterday's defense, watching some of the uh, F, the FAQs and stuff. <laughs> and then uh, you watched all the episodes of Cult Collections now on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. so we did these like these, these videos kind of asking yeah. questions about the game and Ju jay and julian who are working on the game uh just basically told everyone to ask request any follower types they want to message me about it so i've just been like getting all these messages requesting penguins and penguins right yeah okay. <laughs> specific they, followers please they gotta they got remember you did the poll on discord as well i even I was even, I even, um, yeah, man. They participated in that. <laughs> nice one. All I can say, Jamp, is you're welcome and I'm sorry. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. And you've been a good community manager, I'd say. Stop. Thanks so much for your time, Alex. Thanks for you're your awesome. question.
Thank you for good answering. Knowledge. and Just good luck. And also, uh, bye, Cole, Lamb, and Card Shark, and all the other good indie games that will be coming. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. And now I wish I had a soundboard with me. Or anyone using soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> take care, Solid. Alex. You guys take care too. Bye. Bye. All right. Y'all want to do? I think uh, we've got one person that's been waiting with a question. Ben has been waiting. And I think that'll be our last one, and then we're going to have to call it quits because my phone is about to die. No uh, all right, Ben. We're getting Ben in here. Do, 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 do. Sorry for anyone. I think I'm uh, able to keep the, the the space up if 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 uh, James is willing to answer a few more questions because we do have a few more after that. Do we do? Yeah, you could you could head out, but uh, I could keep this going if James wants to. Sure. Yeah. Happy to hang around. Okay. Yeah. Just a little bit more. We'll, we we have two, like I think one or two more after this. Let's cool. see. We've got Ben. Hey, Ben, you're on. Yeah. Uh. I got a couple minutes before I got to go back to work, but I was actually kind of just wondering um, if you guys have any, like, advice for, uh, like, aspiring devs for, like, game industry and stuff and, like, how to get in the industry. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, like, just sort of, you just got to, like, start doing it. Um, I, and I, it's, it's a little bit hard for me, I guess, because I... So I think it's, the industry has changed a lot since since I started out, and like when I when I started doing it, it was like you could just um, just sort of start making games on Newgrounds, and there was like a good market for flash games, and then kind of from there, just sort of pr practice making small games. And I I guess that that would probably be like my advice now is just to sort of start making stuff, start learning, start collaborating with people, um, and maybe like do game jams and stuff and just make connections um, and just sort of get as good as you can at your craft and just learn. Um, but I think, yeah, probably the best thing to do is just, just start doing it. Um, find like-minded people that also want to do it and that you can kind of work with together. Um, I think definitely like collaborating with, I mean, there are some like insanely talented people out there that can do everything themselves and, and just make a game like on their own. Um, but I think, like, especially starting out, like working with other people and bouncing ideas off people and learning off other people can be really, really beneficial. Um, especially like early on when you're sort of still trying to figuring it, figure it all out, and um, you know, build up that um, network of people. Because um, I think just like who you know and knowing people and going to events and talking to people can be like super valuable. Um, and just build, yeah, building up that network as well. Um, and yeah, just making cool stuff. Just start doing it. That's yeah. That's I think the standard. Just do it. Just practice and do it and play around. Just jump straight in. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Good luck at work. Thanks for stopping by for the work today. Cheers, dude. All right. We've got Sinaith next. Not sure how to say it. It starts with a C. You could pronounce it a number of ways. Hey, Sinaith, you're on the air. Or Kinaith. It's Kenneth, and how are y'all doing? Thank you so much for doing this. 
Yeah, so, doing all right. Cool. Hey, cool pronunciation. So, real quick question: How well do you think that Cult of a Lamb is going to lend itself to the speedrun community? Can it be speedrun? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it can. I guess. Like. Yeah, you. Could, I guess any game can be speed run. I mean, I'm. I must admit, like, I'm not hugely, like, that knowledgeable. Not knowledgeable about the, the speed run community. I don't think like people are going to find glitches which fire you across the map that can then you can beat in like beat the game in eleven minutes or whatever. Uh, but I'm sure that I'm sure people will find ways um, to kind of get through it quickly. Um, definitely, you know, it's always exciting seeing seeing how people can break your game. I uh, love that, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I'm sure it will. It will. You will be able to speed run it. Um, there's not like a sort of super skillful platform game or something like that. But I think I still think there is like a level of challenge, and there will be sort of ways that people find out to get through it quicker. Um, so yeah, looking forward to people kind of speed running through it and seeing how quickly, quickly you can get through our art. <laughs> I don't know how how good of a answer that was. <laughs> oh, I think that's fair. Thanks for your question, Kenneth. I've a uh, is, is is Kenneth a member of our Discord community? Because that's a conversation that's happening on the Massive Monster Discord right now as well, too. I am a member of the Ma- the Discord community. I'm actually one of the mo- new moderators in your Discord. Oh well, thank you for doing what you're doing, and uh, thank you for making the space so inclusive for all gamers, especially the speedrunners too. I appreciate it. And You're more than welcome. Aw, warm fuzzies. I'll play the quiet game now. Thanks, Kinate, for your question. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, we've done this for a while now. Uh, Jam, want to close us off? Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, uh, James, Steve, Jared, for putting this together. Jared, for being here. Uh, everybody that was on the uh, everybody that came on and especially everybody who's been listening uh, thanks so much for checking this out you can uh, you can join the devolver digital discord discord.gg slash devolver digital and we've got links in there to all of our games that we've talked about all the discords there so you can find them the massive monster server you can find the nereal card shark server um, I don't think Doinksoft has a server which is probably for the greater good um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening and uh, please go out into the world and buy our games uh, and play the Card Shark demo on Switch and PC. Wishlist it, do all that good stuff. And of course, wishlist Cult of the Lamb and keep following up on that because uh, it's a coming. It's coming. Thank you guys for hosting. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh,